Hello and welcome to the Dis Dump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today, I am joined by a very special gentleman. I am joined by Chad from Legends, a superhero story. How you doing, Chad? Excellent. Thanks, Miles. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to be talking to you. You have no idea. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think I've ever been introduced as a special gentleman before. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. I got to make yeah. sure I, I tell my daughter that hey, and my wife. Hey, hey, I'm a special gentleman. <laughs> I love it. Um, so today we decided that uh, turns out I'm a little late to the game. I thought I had another week on this, but we decided that we are going to talk about Batman versus Superman. So um, I wrote all my notes on my phone, which is uncharacteristic of me. So I'm sorry if I look like I'm looking at my phone. It's not normally how I do things. Um, no problem. Okay. I wrote all my notes in my handy dandy Captain America notebook. Oh, nice. I thought you were about to say on my hand and then you. No. (laughs) (laughs) Although I I feel kind of bad because Captain America is my all time favorite superhero. Yeah. And I had to write notes on this this movie in in the book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel a bit like sacrilege. It's a little dirty. Yeah. <laughs> so um I think we watched different versions of this movie. The version I watched was three hours and seven minutes long. Yeah, you were saying that you watched the the extended the ultimate special, cut. Uh, yeah. s- uh super Zacky Snydery cut. Um <laughs> yep. uh, I just I, I I was going to watch that one and then I couldn't find it, so I just watched the regular one. But I have seen I have seen some YouTube videos on it, and I do understand that it does explain a lot more or or adds credence to a lot of the stuff that's in there so i'm sure we might have differing opinions on things yeah well they say the name martha a lot more in the long version (laughs) just they're like (laughs) we promise like literally before we'll get into it but i just i can't hold it in literally a second before the martha scene happens batman goes none of this makes sense unless you force it to and then the no Martha way scene, he does. He literally says that right before it happens. Oh, my God. Because he like they're like, why are we fighting? And he goes, nothing makes sense unless you force it to. And then he's like, go save Martha. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding. So um, what did your life look like when you first saw this movie? Oh, it was it was great. It was it was peaceful. It was tranquil. Bunnies hopped across the road. Uh, <laughs> flowers were blooming. Um, everything made sense. And then I saw this movie, and and I just went into a deep depression for months and months and months. No, <laughs> so did Ben Affleck. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know that 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 horrible that, that interview where he looks so sad. Sad yeah. Fleck. Um, no, I was I was super jacked about it because. Uh, I am a, a huge comic book nerd and, um, uh, uh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm in my fifties. So of course, growing up as a, as a teenager and in my early twenties, I could have only dreamt of, of this type of, you know, uh, cinematic, you know, excellence and, and awesomeness that we're living in now. And, um, you know, I'm very much a Marvel fan, but also a DC fan as well. And just love the Marvel movies so much. And then was really looking forward to this because, uh, Frank Miller's The Dark Knight, of course, that uh, I think, you know, Zack Snyder sleeps with a copy of it under his pillow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. Love that 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 run or that story. And so really looking forward to it. And yeah, 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 yeah. 
I, and I really enjoyed Man of Steel. I know a lot of people don't. I loved that movie. I thought it was great. Oh, um, I did not love that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice talking to you, Miles. I'll talk yeah, to you. Right. No, no, no. <laughs> Man of Steel, um, I saw it from the perspective that Batman versus Superman takes while I was watching it. Like, oh, Superman is killing thousands and thousands of people by slugging it out with zod right now like so many people are dying why am i supposed to be rooting for him and uh, 100 agree 100 yeah. agree on that um i just liked i liked the journey at the beginning i liked the you know the soul searching and that sort of thing um and i think it's i think he you know he probably did it that way because he was it was all his journey but um yeah other than that i, I did enjoy that movie mm -hmm. um not necessarily the killing part. Of course, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it in BVS, the amount of uh, <laughs> total so carnage. So much murder. Happened. So much murder. <laughs> Which, you know, again, it's not like it's not like these characters don't have a long, long history of that's their sort of their number one code is we don't kill. And, you know, Batman, of course, I don't carry a gun. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. the first couple Batmans that came out for a while back in the 20s or whenever it came out, he had a gun and he was not afraid to use it. He was capping yep. people in the face and shit. He like the yep. first issue, he hangs Bane from the Batwing, like some dark shit, some very dark stuff. Absolutely. So uh, you seem to hint that you aren't super wild about Batfleck. No, 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 Batfleck. I thought that actually Bruce Wayne, uh, sorry, Ben Affleck, I think was one of the best parts of this movie. I agree. I loved his, I loved his Bruce Wayne and I, and his Batman as well. Um, you know, some, some issues with the script and of course how they handle him in the mm -hmm. movie, but himself. And I, and I think it's really night and day, his performance in this movie versus justice league. Um, I, yeah. I loved him in this movie. Absolutely. It's like, what I've been waiting for my whole life is like seeing action scenes with Batman where he really is like an unstoppable ass beating machine. <laughs> like, yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh my God. And he's like, well, when like they're fighting uh doomsday at the end and he's like blasting buildings and Batman just keeps getting away by the skin of his teeth, like that whole shit. I'm like, this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the, you know, um, the warehouse scene, uh, where awesome. he just goes in and and see and that's the it's funny actually I was just this morning I was just actually skipping through and just double checking my notes and and um my I was sitting with uh, with my daughter where she was watching it with me and uh, and my wife my wife was reading and doing other things but um the beginning of that scene I thought was absolutely perfect quintessential Batman that he bursts up through the floor throws the little discs that attach themselves to the guns and disables most of the baddies with their guns not all of them but most of them and i thought that's what batman does but then of course he jumps down wrestles a guy and proceeds to shoot other people in the room and you stabs. know he straight up stabs a dude <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but at the same time i feel like that's the best batman anything we've gotten in any movie that has batman in it all christian bale any of them that's the most batman shit you'll ever get is that warehouse scene it was it was so ruthless and just just yeah it, i mean he put them down yeah 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 no it's good it was really and good the long version of it that seems like 15 minutes long it just keeps Seriously. going and going yeah he's throwing people through walls and shit and like hanging them up by their feet and like it's so good and like i remember seeing it in the theater and being like why was that only a minute and a half like this needs to be longer so in the the super cut it's like 15 minutes long and it's excellent 
I'll have to check it out. Yes, for sure. Um, what did you think of our beloved Lex Luthor? <laughs> I I I gotta I oh I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. Le- Lex Luthor to me is he's he's you know he's brilliant and he's he's conniving and he's you know I love the the run in the comics where he became president of the United States. Like he is he is he is a his genius level intellect is beyond you know beyond anything that you know these other heroes can try to cope with and and again he just i mean nothing against jesse eisenberg but he turned him into this insane and again i'm sure that's not him i'm sure that comes from the script and Mm and between him and the director and stuff um it's funny i heard uh, when it came out i heard somebody say like he would have been a great riddler yeah that's true i think the way he played him he was so i think i wrote in my notes here um he's just off the wall like he's just he's so wacky and that speech he gives when they're at the when bruce and clark are at his uh the library thing or the thing about Mm -hmm. the books that speech he gives whoo he's nuts yeah Yeah, he's crazy he has a lot of anger towards mythological beings (laughs) he just happens to have (laughs) some that are in real world but he's just like the gods were terrible (laughs) exactly exactly so some of the lines in the movie like the best lines in the movie were things that he said i'm looking uh if you have a silver bullet you don't have to rely on the kindness of monsters i thought that was a really well written line that's a great line absolutely and and the thing was is, is yeah it like when he's talking with um uh holly hunter's character and the other senator at the beginning when he when he delivers that line um i thought that was great because to me it looked like not that not that he and necessarily bruce wayne's ideal ideology was was aligned at that point but i think you know to me it seemed more like we don't want to be beholden to this person mm-hmm. we can take care of ourselves and we have a deterrent but then he goes and goes crazy and creates doomsday and like it's just yeah yeah. people's motivations in this movie get a little muddled in the third act (laughs) (laughs) that's a very kind way of saying it (laughs) but like i feel like lex was the best written character and the most poorly executed like he had a lot of really good lines like uh when he says what did he say the greatest lie in america is that power can be innocent like everything he says is so profound but he jesse eisenberg really like took so much from heath ledger's joker that it just felt like fake to me does that yes that's a great way to look at it i've never i never thought of that before but yeah that's uh that's a great way to look at it um i i even i even i quite liked uh his line i don't remember exactly how it goes but at the end when he's talking before before the big fight between superman and batman and he's talking about um you know, if a God is all powerful, he's not kind or he's not good. Mm-hmm. And if, and if, a, you know, a God is all, is good, he's not all powerful. And, and cause he hinted at, you know, this, you know, this all, all powerful God didn't save him when his father with his father, with his fists. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, Oh, okay. Well, there's an interesting glimpse into his past um, and, and why he, you know, why he feels the way he does, but don't quite understand (laughs) all the other craziness that goes along with it. Yeah. He, I don't, I don't understand what his big bone to pick with Superman is. They never explain it in the movie at all. Like he's just like, 
fuck Superman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, in the super long version, there's a lot more Alfred. How do you feel about Jeremy Irons as Alfred? I love Jeremy Irons. Mm-hmm. I thought he was great. I always Me thought he was too. great. I love the um, the, the little cynical, you know, the cynicalness of him. Um, mm-hmm. The little the little asides that he said, you know, something about you're going to drink the <laughs> in the lake house, you're going to drink the um, uh, the wine cellar dry uh, <laughs> for future generations. And then he kind of under his breath, like there will be future generations right. you know, or something like one of those lines. Um, yeah, I, I quite liked I quite liked him. I also felt he was more of he was more of an equal with Bruce as mm-hmm. opposed to the, you know, the the servant aspect of it. You know, that he was, hey, he was in the, the you know, he's in his overalls with his sleeves rolled up working on the Batmobile. And and uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. And he's like one of the scenes you see him, he's out there just chopping wood and shit like I don't know. I don't know any butlers that are out there with an axe chopping wood, but he <laughs> I thought he was incredible. And the more conversations they had together, they kind of give the audience more clues as to why Batman's out there killing people, because it started off. He wasn't killing people. And then after uh, Robin died, he really like a screw went loose and he started killing people. And there's a point where Batman's like nothing has changed. And Jeremy Iron turns to him and goes everything has changed and like it, they really yeah. talk they without directly talking about the fact that robin got murdered by the joker they talk about it a lot yeah and the the line in there too and i'm gonna butcher it here but the line where it turns good men cruel i thought was a mm-hmm. great line mm-hmm. um it's not turns good men good men bad or good men evil or anything but cruel um yeah it's it's telling it's very telling I like this movie is not as bad as everybody says it is. There are completely and totally incoherent moments of the movie that come <laughs> just derail it and make it a bad movie, but it's visually gorgeous, like a beautiful movie. All Absolutely. the shot. Oh, oh my God. Like all the filters and the shots and everything is so like true to the actual color schemes of comics. You know what I mean? Like this, the um, Scott Snyder run, especially like, it really feels like that when they splatter red paint on a gray surface and it's so red, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. No, visually, visually it's stunning. I mean, and I don't think anybody ever, ever fault Snyder of, of having dull looking movies. Um, it, it's, it's very, very uh, pleasing to, to the eye. Um, it's just some of the, some of the stuff that goes along with it is a little hoof. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the only complaint I have about Zack Snyder is that all of his movies end in not the world. Like they all end in the the sky turns orange for some reason and fire also has electricity in it. And that's every Zack Snyder movie. There's just electricity, <laughs> fire and orange skies and just all the buildings are gone. It's like a desolate wasteland. The the Justice League is the same. Like it ends in not yep. Earth. <laughs> yeah. So but they never well, explain I, it. I'm really interested to see, of course, you know, the, the Snyder cuts out now. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very interested to see that and see what the difference is. Cause boy, justice league was just a, a complete dumpster fire before. So um, it'll be interesting to see what, if the visuals come back mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. I'm super stoked for it. And fucking like, okay. How do you feel about Jared Leto Joker? Um, I think 
I think he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. Like, mm -hmm. I think he's a, he's a phenomenal actor. And I think that, like, how do you, how, how, how do you expect him to be? Right. And I thought it was really unfair that so many people in the press and in the public, they're like, oh, you know, it's so crazy and it's so bad. I'm like, okay, it's a different take. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a different take. It's like, um, and I think in all honesty, I think he bore the brunt of public, not backlash, I don't know if there's the right word, but sort of the, you know, the first Joker after Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix benefit, benefited from that yeah. because, because that, you know what I mean? Like the, the first one after Heath Ledger was always going to take some hits. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, um, hopefully, I, hopefully, cause I guess he's, he's in, I've seen clips of that. He's in the new, uh, the, the Snyder cut. So um, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully people give him a little more of a chance because I don't think he's had a fair shake yet, yet, yet he's been, you know, lambasted, uh, for it. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like the face tattoos and the, the grill, like all of that speaks like this next generation of rappers. Like they're like, Oh, the young people like face tattoos. Let's put them on the Joker. I'm not a huge fan of that, no. but I don't think that he did a bad job being mafioso Joker. You know what I mean? No, like, exactly. It's a exactly. totally different Joker. Yep. And yep. like, I, I'm just really yeah, excited. <laughs> I hope that it, it pans out. I hope we get to see his relationship with Batman because that's what Suicide Squad lacked completely. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the, to the, having the tattoo damaged across the forehead is a, is a little on the nose. It's a little much. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to see him in Justice League. Uh, we'll see how much of him we get. I can't imagine it's a lot, but we'll see. No. So, um, we talked about bad guys. How do you feel about if you liked Man of Steel? I imagine you like Henry Cavill as Superman. Um, I feel like I do. I do like him as Superman, but I feel like I don't think he's such a hard character for yeah. for the screen. Right? How do you take somebody who can literally do just about anything and make it interesting? Um, and that's why, I mean, one of my favorite growing up, one of my favorite comic series was uh, John Byrne's Man of Steel um, mm -hmm. six issue because they, they pulled him way back on the power levels and stuff and made him much more, much more human. Um, but I, I really feel like I don't, and again, I don't know, but that Zack Snyder doesn't necessarily know what to do with Superman. Right. Like Superman is not mopey. He's not dour and down and, and so he is, he's supposed to be this beacon of hope, this, you know, this, this shining example of what mankind can be. And, and I don't see that. I don't see right. that in, in any of the stuff. Um, you know, his, his conversation that he has with the general at the end of Man of Steel, when he, you know, blasts the drone out of the sky or whatever. And the general's like, you know, well, we got to keep our tabs. And he's like, you know, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from the, the I'm from Kansas or whatever he says he's yeah. from, you know, I grew up, I grew, I grew up, you know, on a farm and that's to me, that's Superman, that's Clark Kent. Mm -hmm. um, so I wish we could see more of that. And, you know, there was a little bit of that in Justice League at the very end, mm -hmm. but um, I just wish he was given more to do. Yeah, I, I feel like Henry Cavill isn't the best at executing lines. Like, that's definitely not his thing. He definitely looks the part. Like, the dude is perfect to the eye. Like, he's absolutely, like, my lady. I was like, do you think he's hot? And she's like, he's too perfect. Like, it's overwhelming to think about how hot he is. And I'm like, 
all right, I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so that's, 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 a pretty good that's Superman. That's what he's supposed to be. But like, as far as the way he played the character, I guess the mopiness comes from like the moral dilemma of this movie where they're like, Superman just leveled a whole city by having a, a wrestling match with three other Superman. So like, I, I can see why he'd be a little depressed. Like, oh, nobody thinks I'm all that great. But I, I've never been a huge Superman guy myself in general. He's just too powerful. That's that's the problem, I think, with it is that is it when he comes across as just too powerful and there's nothing else to him, then I, I think it's very easy to see that. And, you know, and people go, nah, I don't I don't like that. But when when you lean into and I haven't watched any of them yet, I've got them saved up, but the new Superman and Lois on uh, on TV, it looks like they lean heavily into the Clark Kent side of him. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that you know, the, the the comparison has always been in the comics, and I've always loved this, is that Bruce Wayne is the mask that Batman puts on. Right. Whereas Superman is the mask that Clark Kent puts on. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... Exactly, it's, yeah. It, he's, he's down home, you know, <laughs> country living, um, good to the core, aw shucks, golly, you know, good, <laughs> good intentions, whereas, you know, you know what I mean? So it's it, when you lean into that side of it, I think that's much more interesting than just the the moody, surly, all powerful, you know, God amongst us. Yeah. Batman really leans into like, oh, he's the surly, powerful God amongst us. And like some of the writing in this movie is really poignant and some of it is not like when he goes, tell me, do you plead? You will. <laughs> and it's just my girlfriend burst out laughing she was like really she just watched it for the first time last night she was like really that was the line they went with (laughs) yeah i can't figure out and and maybe you can help me out with this does 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 batman or does bruce wayne know that clark kent is superman before oh yeah thing yeah they they definitely when they're all at um Lex Luthor's thing, like when they all are sitting there, like having their little conversation within a conversation, it's pretty clear they all know who the other ones are. Because even Superman, that's awkward, can like, that's such an awkward conversation. I mean, is. I know that Superman hears Alfred over the mm-hmm. over the his earpiece or whatever, um, but of course, you know, then then why bother <laughs> when Bruce Wayne f- first pulls up? And I, I actually, I, I had a chuckle with my my wife and daughter earlier. Cause I'm like, could they have found a smaller car for six foot four Ben Affleck to squeeze his way out of than yeah. that tiny little <laughs> anyways. But he's like, you know, Clark Kent's like, Oh, who's that? And he goes, Oh, you must be new, new to this beat or whatever. That's Bruce Wayne. And I, I just laughed. And, and my daughter's like, why, why is that funny? I'm like, as if he wouldn't know who Bruce, Bruce Wayne is. That'd right. be like saying, you know, Hey, who's that? Well, that's Jeff Bezos or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you're going to know who it is. Um, so I know that I know that Clark Kent knows that you know because at the end he calls him Bruce in their the beginning of their confrontation there, but I, I I was looking for it and other than that scene I'm just wondering if he did know he was Clark Kent, wouldn't the greatest detective in the world also then look back at his history and say oh my gosh like he's got a family he's he's grew up on a farm he's got <laughs> his parents he's got his mother Martha yeah like his oh parents jonathan and martha Kent. <laughs> like, he would he would probably see he's an okay guy right like yeah I don't and know, then superman's like, like calling martha mom the whole movie and then right all of a sudden he's like gotta save martha oh like, my god 
that could have been, and, and, and again, I was talking to my wife and daughter about this, that could have been such a great way to bring Batman back to the humanity of who Superman is, mm-hmm. right? It could have been a great shock, you know, oh my God, like he's, and this is simplistic, but oh, he's got a mother too, right? right? Like bring him back to the humanity, but it was delivered in such a weird way. Who talks like that? <laughs> and it ruined it. Like it just... <laughs> It doesn't make sense unless you force it to. He literally exactly. That. <laughs> that's hilarious. I can't believe that's that's in there. Oh my god! Like I just couldn't hold it in. I was just laughing so hard. Um, for my girlfriend, I know the only thing that kept her attention is an hour and a half into the movie, Wonder Woman shows up. Yes. And yes. she was like, I love Wonder Woman. This is the reason to watch the movie. And then Wonder Woman goes away for 45 minutes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like oh, every every dark haired female that's like walking up from the distance. She's like, there's Wonder Woman. I'm like, nope, that's the senator. And like, yeah. Just the whole movie. She's on guard. Like, where's Wonder Woman? And then at the end, Wonder Woman shows up and kicks way more ass than Superman or Batman. And she's fantastic. Like, did you? She really uh, is. You she think really she's great? Is. She is absolutely. And I love. Um, I get such a kick out of it. There's one point where where Doomsday absolutely just hammers her, and she goes flying and drops the sword and drops the shield, and she's just like ass over tea kettle and and stuff. And she turns around and kind of her hair flips out of the way, and she smirks mm-hmm. like she's having the best time fighting this. I thought, <laughs> oh my god, that is so great. Like she's the best. Yeah, no, it's and the, and the and the music is just banging. Like, it's just, yes, I, yeah, I uh, no, today at work I turned on the Wonder Woman theme while I was like doing shit. I was like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think the, the cool thing is is that and the casting, like the casting, I think is, is great with these with these movies. Like, I think they've you know Jeremy Irons, Lawrence Fishburne. Although I I I don't like necessarily how perry white is written in this movie mm-hmm. um he's an excellent perry white and uh you know amy adams i think does a great job as lois um again some questionable choices and some like why does she go back for the spear she has no idea what the threat is at that point and i watched the movie i actually watched that scene twice i went back i'm like did i miss something here like clark flies away to deal with stuff that's happening at the lab and until we see Lois again. She has no knowledge of what's happening, that doomsday has been created, that anything like that. But she goes back to get the spear just so the ceiling can fall in on her and she can become a damsel in distress again. Right. Like, why I, did you throw it in the water to begin with? She well, was just like, fuck this spear. Like, we're not going to take it and destroy it. We're going to put it in a hole that obviously, you know, people will eventually be working on this place and, and yeah. people could find it. And Yeah. <laughs> any sense at all <laughs> no so she threw no. it in the water just to be like oh shit i gotta go back and get that <laughs> yeah 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 well and so she can become like i say the damsel in distress and you know and they wanted her to be there for the death of superman like that was the whole point of all of that but it just felt so forced it really did yes. it really did although she got to explain to batman who martha was this because is superman true. wasn't saying it's my mom yeah <laughs> God, this movie is something else. Well, audience, uh, this is probably a pretty good time for us to take a brief break, and we will be back very shortly with more Batman versus Superman. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam, the provocateur. 
and we are the Spyhards Podcast. Together we go deep undercover into the world of spy movies to decode the best and worst of spy cinema. Will the film make the knock list? Well, Cam, what is the knock list? The knock list is the need to see official classics of the Spy Hearts podcast. We are curating the ultimate list of spy films, and so we're going to bounce all over the place from James Bond to Jason Bourne to who knows what and determine whether they belong in the pantheon of all-time great spy films. That's right. So join us every Tuesday on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Spy Hearts. That's S-P-Y-H-A-R-D-S. But until then, listeners, good luck. Among the Shadows. So how long have you been doing this for? Um, I have been doing the disc dump since November of 19. But oh, cool. in in 18, I did like 20 episodes of a podcast with a guy who was like, I'll handle the editing. He did one episode and he's like, we're not doing this anymore. And he just like quit. So there's like 20 episodes of a podcast that just don't exist anymore. So that was like my first time doing it. And now I'm like about to start my next podcast journey and I'm really excited about it. So, yeah. So are you playing uh, and that's the actual play one? Yep. We're going to be playing 5E. Nice. So the whole reason that I got into podcasting and D was because i wanted to combine them so Very like cool. when i first did this there were only 600 live play podcasts now there's like eight thousand. so yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like it was a little bit more of a niche market i was trying to get ahead of it and as soon as we started like recording in person we had a solid group then COVID hit and no one wanted to come over and record so now we're just doing it remotely through zencaster and things are going a little bit better good nice mm-hmm. very nice how many how many in your party um we have one two three four people in the party so cool. that's pretty exciting and i'm the dm so mm-hmm. it's oh man all i've been preparing for this it feels like for my whole life it's been like three years <laughs> of me prepping to make this happen i'm so excited that's so cool yeah man. you have to um you have to should do you have a name for it now that we can look for or it's called toast of the realms it's not out yet we've recorded the first three sessions so when i get to five sessions that's when i'm going to start putting them out awesome yeah and hopefully i'll make a promo and i'll send it your way if you guys do the promo thing yeah but, please do please do right for sure that'd be great yeah so and you've been doing like how long have you guys been doing the the legends cast um we started um gosh when did we start last last summer um again so up here in in bc the the covid stuff it it our numbers are really good in the summer so um we you know we're we're pretty there there are still restrictions there but we're they're a little bit looser um and so we started then my son is in new zealand and uh the the other four of us are all here so we were able to do a few episodes in person you know socially distanced and all that kind of stuff but then it got bad so we just we've just been doing them remotely since then but yeah since summer uh we released our first seven all in one block uh that Mm -hmm. was our our origins arc and uh, yeah we just uh every couple of weeks we get together and pound out a few episodes and yeah Yeah. we're having a ball that's awesome man and you guys designed your own game that's awesome we're yeah so that's yeah that's uh we're having a lot of fun with that Um, we're hoping to publish later this year and uh we're gonna publish the book and and see what happens right on yeah i was talking to whoever does the emails that emily does the email emily my daughter yeah yeah okay i was talking to her about it and i was like if you ever need a guest voice like 
this is literally what I'm trying to do with my life. So if you need like a super villain or some yeah. shit for an arc, I'll be there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, know. what we're also doing, so if you're into it, uh, this would be totally cool. Um, we're also doing, so we have our, our main arc, you know, main storyline going through right now. But we are doing, you know, one shots here and there too uh, to put mm -hmm. on the Patreon and then eventually to release in, to generally. And so we're looking for people. So if you're into that, that'd be awesome. We'd love to have Yeah, let me on. know. I will. Yeah. I, this is like what I live for <laughs> tabletop awesome. gaming. So Excellent. yeah, let me know. I'm yeah, working with sure. my voices. I'm not the best at voices, but I, I like to do them. So hopefully yeah. I'll get better at it as I practice. Very but, cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. It's, it's a whole different, um, a whole different world. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm in my fifties now. Right. So my, uh, my, uh, days where I was first learning how to do all this stuff was back in, you know, the eighties and, and nineties and stuff. And I just know that if, if there had been, you know, podcasting and all this kind of stuff back then, it's exactly what, what we, what we would have done. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool that you're doing it with your family too. That's the best part. Like it's, it's so much fun. Mm -hmm. Um, my son and I, we started actually writing the game about three and a half years ago, uh, through maybe even longer now. And, um, to begin with, it was just something to have fun with, you know, to play ourselves and uh it just kind of grew and grew and grew and now we get to we get to hang out and he and i talk about it all the time and emily's she's been such a huge help with uh she does all the editing and all the promo stuff and the social media and yeah it's it's huge it's a that's huge a lot job. and uh and it's great because it frees us up to to do the game so um and i get to hang out with my kids so yeah i can't get a whole lot better than that no no absolutely yeah, right on. So I'm probably going to leave all that in that we just talked about because oh, sure. That's why. <laughs> like just repeating that later will be not beneficial. But yeah, like I'm really excited. I'm on, I think the third episode of your show now. They're very long episodes. So it's, it's taken me a minute, but like I'm, I'm balls deep in it. I'm so happy to be <laughs> listening to it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's um, the, so you're still in the real crappy audio part. Um, I think, I think like most podcasters, you know, you start a certain way and then within a few episodes, you're like, man, this really sucks. This sounds yeah. like shit. So, so, it only moves so up by about, from there. Yeah. By about issue, I think six, six, five, six, somewhere in there. Um, it, uh, the, the audio quality, um, uh, increases exponentially. It's a lot better. So yeah, the, the first couple episodes of mine are going to be like that too. Like we're, we're having a hard time getting everybody on a consistent audio thing, but yeah, I, I have this pretty cool button, which I'm pretty excited about. Maybe this will sell you on having me on the podcast. I don't know if you can hear this, but this is toast of the realms. Isn't that pretty neat? That's super cool. I love that. <laughs> so That's I use awesome. that. As, I abuse that button. so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's excellent. That's so awesome. yeah, bad guys all sound like they're in a church or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like the let's get ready to rumble guy <laughs> exactly so Perfect. speaking of getting ready to rumble uh yes. we we're talking about batman and superman punching the shit out of each other yes. what did you think of their big fight scene <laughs> um what did you think about their big fight scene uh there are moments that are awesome but yes. there are a lot of moments that are so silly <laughs> yes I also, I listen to, I don't know if you listen to these guys. Um, one of my favorite podcasts is uh, the weekly planet. Um, mm -hmm. They are just a couple of guys in Australia that review, you know, comic book movies and comics and books and TV and all that kind of stuff. 
and uh, they're hilarious, absolutely hilarious. And they have this thing, an ongoing thing, where they talk about problems that exist in movies that could have been resolved if the two people had just spoken to each other for 30 seconds. Right. And this is a prime example. And I just, I keep coming back. Every time I watch a movie and there's a conflict, I think of these two guys talking about that because it's true. Like yeah. Superman comes down and says, you know, Bruce, Bruce, I, I need your help. I, I can't, you know, uh, it, this is not what you think. Gets blasted by the Sonic things and says, comes up straight up to him. You don't understand. There's no time. Gets blasted again with the guns and then proceeds, proceeds to beat the crap out of each other. Like what yeah. happened to the dialogue? What happened to the, you know, if this is so time sensitive, and that's another thing, that clock, that 35 minute clock that they set, there's an awful lot that happens in those 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know. And it's the one part that just absolutely kills me is when, so he gets blasted the first time with the kryptonite, with the, the mm-hmm. mist, and Batman just beats the shit out of him. Um, also, <laughs> sorry, now you got me on a tangent. I don't understand. So kryptonite is, the green kryptonite is supposed to be you know, like poison and it takes his powers away. Right. But so, but he's still in, completely indestructible because Batman puts he him on the roof, the jumps on top of him. <laughs> they fall down through the skylight. Batman in that huge armored mega suit that he's caught on lands on top of him on his chest. Like, if he doesn't have powers, his ribs are coming out of his ass at that point. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway, so okay, fine, we'll, we'll deal with that. So he, a really cool scene. I love the love it when when Superman's like the Kryptonite's wearing off and he's punched him in the face and it just bang, 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 and then there's there's no effect. Mm-hmm. So Superman's got his powers back, throws Batman, flies after him. They scuffle for a bit, chucks him through a wall in the bathroom and stuff. Batman is is a ways away. I counted 15 seconds it took Batman to reload that grenade gun to put the kryptonite thing in it, all in plain view of Superman looking at him doing it. And I'm like, what the, what the hell? And then Superman runs towards him. He's already flown, mind you, but runs towards him and get blasted with another kryptonite grenade. Yes, because, you know, like, Superman is faster than a speeding bullet. And, <laughs> but it takes him 15 seconds to get across the room. <laughs> 15 seconds. He's like, okay, well, oh, what's Batman doing over there? Oh, he's pulling something out. and Oh, he's putting something in a gun. You know, that gun that launched, that launched the grenade that exploded the kryptonite in my face. Yeah, the that one was... thing that's been kicking my ass. Oh. He's been... <laughs> I just, I'm like, come on. There's got to be... There's got to be, you know, why didn't Batman have, you know, in his chest panels or or a grenade or something on his belt so that when Superman came to him, he ignited it and it poofed all around them or something. Like it just, right. it's just sloppy. Like it just, it. The, the shame of it is, is that there are, like you said, there are some really cool parts to that fight, I think. And, you know, we're all comic book dorks. We all enjoy a good ass kicking of superheroes one-on-one, mm-hmm. but it takes you out of it to me like it just instead of it going wow this is so great it's like oh for fuck's sakes <laughs> there are definitely moments where batman is just trying to hurt superman like i feel like if i was him it would be execute as quickly as possible but he instead strings him up to a rope and smashes him through all the pillars that are also supporting the ceiling but yes <laughs> yes come down on them yes not to mention <laughs> the physics behind that particular that particular move are, are quite impressive as well. 
yeah. don't know quite how he does that, but yeah. And, he, and, he, and, he, and he's got to make him bleed before he's going to deliver the final blow. Right. It's the only time he makes him bleed, even though he's like stomping on his face and shit. Yep. It's the only yep. time he even pierces Superman's skin. Yep. Yeah. Muddles exactly. his hair up pretty good, though. He does. He does. That's how you know that they're having a serious fight. Right. <laughs> messy hair. <laughs> but no, so, it's um, I mean, he, he gives him a kicking. <laughs> at first and again the scene is, is such a great scene when he he throws the punch and batman just blocks it that's awesome um there's some awesome stuff in there but uh there's also some things that take you right out of it, mm-hmm. it smashing him over the head with like a toilet is a little weird <laughs> it, yes it could be better the zod's body thing it, it made me uncomfortable just how much they moved naked zod around and like yeah. we're gonna decide to put blood on his face, and that's gonna make him into an ultimate evil monster man. Like what? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand all of that. Like I just, I feel like, and this is, yeah, there's so many great storylines. I feel like, I feel like Zack Snyder, you know, sitting at home, and again, I, I don't mean to throw shade or anything like that, but I figure like I feel like he's sitting there, and you know, they have that YouTube series. They have the, the pitch meetings where the, the guy goes in and he pitches, he pitches, you know, he makes fun of them pitching meetings about these different movie ideas and stuff. And I just have this mental image of Zack Snyder going into Warner Brothers and saying, okay, this is the idea. These are, these are some of the ideas that I have. I have source material from 37 different storylines in comic books, but I'm going to put them all in one movie, right? <laughs> like, like. You know, and, and we have to do it this way because Marvel's Marvel's way ahead of us. They're being super successful by bringing all these people together. So we need to do that really quick too. Not mm-hmm. thinking that it, Marvel, yeah, Marvel has been doing it for came out what 20, 20 just as or um, Batman v Superman was twenty sixteen, I think, right? So I think so. Yeah, yeah. So that's eight years into the Marvel cinematic universe. Let's cram as much stuff as we can into this one movie. We've had we've had one movie. We've had Man of Steel where we, you know, introduced one character. Now we're going to introduce um, the Frank Miller storyline, the Dark Knight stuff. We're going to introduce Wonder Woman. We're going to introduce the Doomsday thing. Like, it's just, there's so much. And how do you do justice to to any of it? Like, they shouldn't be playing catch-up. They should be like, this is our own thing. And that's really where 100%. they drop the ball. And I feel like that's 100% of people are like, what are you doing? And Time Warner's just like, Zach's got us. Just trust in Zach. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that if something happens, you know, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's, it's sad that Superman, you know, spoiler alert, dies at the end. Mm-hmm. But number one, you know, he's not going to, you know, he's going to come back. But right. there was, there was no weight behind it because yeah. he hadn't earned it yet. Right. When Tony Stark dies in Endgame, you've got however many, what is it? seven films he was in plus the other you know the other 21 marvel movies leading up to that point there's weight behind it when you know when scarlett johansson dies in that movie there's weight behind it because you've earned it you've you've people Mm -hmm. have emotionally invested for such a long period of time not looking at the sparkly lights so quick in one movie right right yeah Yeah, like 12 years of investment and now we're definitely sad to see tony stark die a hundred percent yeah. But yeah. yeah, like a a movie that came out like eight years or five years later or whatever with Man of Steel is like, eh, okay. Um, so 
the uh, psychotic is a three syllable word for anything too big for little minds. Anyway, uh, <laughs> some of the lines are good. Some of them are not like if, uh, if you kill bat, then Martha lives like, mm, all right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well, that's the other thing though. But, but okay. So how did Lex Luthor find out who Clark Kent was? I mean, he just takes his glasses off. Like really, <laughs> but <laughs> you're, but <laughs> you're either all in on this stuff or you're not right. Like, if you're going to, again, I feel like, I feel like Snyder decided that, you know what, to hell with all the, the stuff that makes this special, you know, like the secret identities and all that kind of stuff. Like if Lex Luthor knows who Clark Kent is, there's no going back from that. Right. Right. Um, the fact that at the very end of the movie, actually, Perry White takes a newspaper off the line and the front page is Superman's dead and he opens it up and it says Clark Kent is dead. <laughs> well, you're done you're done yeah, that's it. you, you can't, know who he is you you can't come back from that right like how do you do that um the beginning of the movie with the the the, the photographer that gets killed mm -hmm. right that's jimmy olsen did you know i don't know if you saw the credits mm -mm. yeah so if you watch the credits that guy at the beginning where lois and and the photographer are in in that uh in that nation uh, in africa Right. And the photographer, they say, oh, he's CIA, and they cap him. Mm -hmm. In the credits, he's listed as Jimmy Olsen. Hmm. Well, that means you that character's gone, right? right. Like, how do, you, how do you just chop it off like that? Like, there should be, there could be, I should say, there could be emotional payoff down the road somewhere with some of these characters. But you've, you've hamstrung yourself. So for the audience that's not super comic booky, who is uh, Jim Olsen? Jimmy Olsen is uh, so Jimmy Olsen. Well, he actually had a comic for a while, way, way, way back when, back in the day, called Superman's Pal. Jimmy Olsen. He's mm -hmm. the he was the young cub photographer at uh, at the Daily Planet, and so he, Lois Lane, Perry White, they were all part of the Clark Kent world that that moved around he was an you know an integral character in the superman mythos um and just get rid of him without even you know calling him by a name right. uh, just strikes me as short-sighted i feel like this movie would have been done better as a tv series like having all of these really dynamic characters and they put him in the movie for 30 seconds like lawrence fishburne and shit like these characters could have had arcs of their own throughout all of this that would have made sense and made the movie good. But instead we're arguing about m moms named Martha and flash drives that are like labeled, do not open bad things inside. Let's <laughs> click on all of the, all of your symbols or what is the, the file names on them, which is not how files work. <laughs> also, also with that flash drive, have you ever thought, so that came from Luther's, Luther's computer, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that Lex Luther or somebody that works in his tech department came up with the logos for all those people. Right. Really? <laughs> didn't make any sense and then like no. the cyborg scene is real forced because they don't play anything useful they just catch moments where his dad is frustrated like there's no science <laughs> being explained oh. in his video log but and he also he also he's logging all the all that's happening on video right the whole procedure with his dr pepper uh placement i might add there's a two yes. liter <laughs> bottle of dr pepper there there's a can of dr pepper i'm like 
wow, it's, Cyborg's dad loves Dr. Pepper. But um, but then as soon as something interesting happens with the black box, with the mother box, I mean, he runs and turns the camera off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a few moments of him being like, ah, I'm so frustrated and like throwing something. Yeah. It's like, that's what the camera caught. It wasn't the, all right, here's what we're doing. We're going to inject these. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> The Wonder Woman right. thing is viable. Like I could see how like snippets of Wonder Woman would have made it in, and like that was all they got of her. But like the the direct zooming in on the Flash's face and like <laughs> the Aquaman thing, the Aquaman thing was like get a really good look. I was in Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. I like that. But I think you're right. I think there's there's so many there's so many great characters you know, involved. And these characters have such a rich history to draw from. I think you're right. I think, and I think you're going to see my, my guess is we're going to see more and more of that with all these streaming services that um, I read a thing last year that uh, a lot of big name directors, they're now preferring to do some stuff on streaming just because they get a longer time to, to tell their stories, right? Right. Like you can't, you can do a WandaVision and take your time to set (laughs) up, you know, what you're doing. Um, because yeah, it just it feels so crowded. Like I say, like I, 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 I I'm sure that Zack Snyder's had these images that he wanted to put in this movie. There's it's so full, it's so convoluted. Yes, it it super duper is. There's just a lot of moments where you just have to think of Batman saying it doesn't make sense unless you force it. I love <laughs> like, that. I, That's I amazing. can't get over it. Like I've noticed it for the first time last night, and I just like spit out my drink. <laughs> Cause I knew what was about to happen, but like, yeah, it's, I just called it Martha time. And, uh, like and they, they fight doomsday and all that shit happens. And then Batman gets access to the prison to threaten Lex Luthor and then manages to just disappear. All of the cops and stuff do a Batman disappear. How that happened. I don't understand, but then the post credit scenes happens and that is some payoff that I don't know we'll ever get to see the fruit off. Did you see the uh, the post credit scene? No. What what was Oh, you didn't scene? see the post credit scene? Okay, so no. the post credit scene is uh Lex Luthor is assembling the League of Doom. So he has uh Is that he... is that in this movie or in in Justice League? Oh, is that the end of Justice League? It might be the end of Where Justice League. Where he's on the boat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's, so that's I, I think that's League. Justice League. And he says something like, something really witty, like, they've got a league of their own. Maybe we need one, too, or something like that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so what was the post-credit? I just was going off memory on that one. Uh, BVS. The, the, end, the end of that movie where he goes into the jail, I just... <clears throat> It all I just threw my hands up at that point because you've already established that Batman, the cops are hunting Batman, right. right? That was the establishing shot with him at the very beginning of the movie. They're after him. They literally will shoot at him with shotguns to try mm-hmm. to stop him. Yet they allow him into the prison and they allow him. Right. I guess after <laughs> you kill like uh, an apocalyptic monster, you get free range to come into Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I just... Like I said, I shook my head, threw my hands up. This, this, none of this makes sense. All right. So, okay. The name of this show is The Disc Dump because I have all of this physical media in my house, all these DVDs, CDs, video games, whatever. And I am deciding if discs are worth keeping or if I should give them the dump. 
This movie is available on HBO, and I'm pretty sure it will be forever available on HBO. And I have HBO, but it's like three discs. I didn't watch any of the special features. I usually do, but it was a three fucking hour long movie. So I wasn't trying <laughs> to sit there and do all that shit. So what do you think? If you Do you own this movie? No, you don't. That's right. I do not. No. So if you had a Blu-ray copy of the three hour version of this movie, also comes with a digital copy and the DVD in the same box, would you decide to keep it or would you give it the dump? I've given this a lot of thought, Miles, and I think it honestly would depend on my coaster situation in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and how many people we were, have, were coming over for a viewing party of something other than this movie. Um, I honestly, the fact that it's, that it's on that it's on, you know, HBO and you can access it anytime you like and that sort of thing. Um, and, and the other thing too is these are, for myself, these are characters I grew up loving. Absolutely mm -hmm. loving these characters, all superheroes, right? And the fact that they don't resemble, like Batman kills so many people in this movie. So people the batmobile was pretty we, sick though we counted we counted in the scene where he's in that batmobile the chase right with the trucks mm -hmm. it was 13 people <laughs> no 13 guns people. no killing <laughs> yeah i don't believe in guns it's guns are a coward's way out or whatever like 13 people and some of them really gruesomely i might add yeah um, he fucking saws people you know, in half with machine guns and oh shit. my god he, the Batmobile comes flying out of a building, takes the top of the, the semi-trailer truck trailer off, crushing the guy, the poor bastard who's on the one side. Anyways, um, so it pains me to say it, but I, I, you know, I love these characters so much. Um, and I just feel like there's a, there's better representation, better, you know, uh, mm -hmm. out there that I, I would, I wouldn't keep it. That's kind of where I'm at too, but my real dilemma is the 15 minute long best Batman anything that you will ever get out of a Batman movie. Unless like Pattinson's got something up his sleeve, but that, to date, that is the best Batman fight scene you will ever see. And I fucking love that. And I don't think this movie's as bad as everyone says it is. But like I said, there are definitely moments that make absolutely no fucking sense unless you force it to. So I think for that reason, I think I'm going to give this disc the dump. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the real shame of it is there's an awesome movie in there. Right. It's just there's too much extra shit. Yeah. And that's why the four hour Snyder Cut got released yeah. today of Justice League, because there's just too much shit to make it a two hour movie. But you know what? I don't understand. Let's talk about the Snyder Cut. When they first announced Justice League, they announced it as a part one and part two. Mm -hmm. So when did that change right like that no we're just going to do one and and yeah and, and cram everything in or or whatever like again not not saying that marvel is perfect but they do give their stuff a little bit of chance to breathe right yeah. and like the witty one lines are are good but like that's like the only thing dc's keeping up with is like the the comedic relief among the chaos 
But other than that, man, they are not like they're dropping the ball hard. But they are saying that they're going to continue the Snyderverse if this does well. So I'm kind of hoping it does because I really like Ben Affleck Batman. I think he's good. But the, at the same time, Pattinson's going to be pretty great. Flashpoint's going to change the whole game for sure. But what are they going to do with Ezra Miller? Because he's going to he's in all sorts of trouble himself. Is he? I didn't know about this. Yeah, if you look it up, he um, something about he he pushed a fan or strangled a fan and pushed them down. And I don't know if it's all for sure, Ooh. but uh, yeah, there was a big speculation a couple months ago about that. And it's not good. And, and, and Ray Fisher now is gone or something, and it's a mess. Yeah, I hope yeah. that Flashpoint does because like Doctor Strange and Spider Man are about to like create the multiverse in Marvel. And just like anything else, DC is going to try and be like, oh, we're going to multiverse at the same time. So they're trying to make this Flash movie that, and I just don't think it's going to work out. It's, I feel like they're, they're always being reactionary Mm -hmm. instead of, instead of, you know, and in some cases, like I think, I think Batman v Superman was actually announced before Civil War. Mm -hmm. So that some people have said, I've read things that they've said that, you know, that was Kevin Feige saying, okay, well, you're going to do that. Well, we're going to do Civil War then. Mm-hmm. But again, he had so many films to draw on, so people were emotionally invested in these characters, as opposed to just throwing it out. You know, we'd never right. seen Batman in this in this universe yet, or Wonder Woman, or anything else, right? We'd only seen mm-hmm. Man of Steel, so people didn't. I don't think they connected um, like they do yeah. with the Marvel movies. Also, and going back and rewatching some of the Marvel movies, I, I mean, I am a massive fan, but some of those early Marvel movies, oof. So there are some of them are not great. The first Avengers movie is starting to not hold up and I, it tears out my heart to say that. But the fact that Captain America is fighting everybody in a cotton sweatsuit is a little silly. It is the Captain America is my all time favorite character. And that is the worst costume of all time. Yeah, I don't know what bad. they were thinking. His costumes in later movies are fantastic. And in the mm-hmm. first Avenger movie, I love that retro look. But that in that first Avengers movie. Oh. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> yeah. That one's rough because it feels like a sweatsuit. Like I'm wearing sweatpants right now, and I don't think I could take on an army of aliens wearing these sweatpants. Like <laughs> it's because he has stars on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you do a podcast with your family, which we talked about a little bit earlier, called Legends. The uh, I'm sorry, Legends, a superhero awesome. story. Yeah, that's what Legends, a superhero story. Yep. Yep. Um, we, we covered a lot of it, but you designed your own game and you're getting it published. That's fucking awesome. Are you talking to Wizards of the Coast at all about it? Uh, no, we no, we haven't. We um, so my, my son and I have designed the game um, mm-hmm. and uh, we just we just love role playing games. And like I said, about three and a half years ago, four years ago, um, we thought, well, why don't we just why don't we just do one? Mm-hmm. And again, it was just for us to begin with, and it's just growing. So, uh, no, we're we're actually um, we're getting a Canadian publisher to uh, to put it out. Um, you know, that's a possibility down the road. I don't know if Wizards of the Coast would be interested in something like this in a superhero role playing game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we want to eventually we want to start you know doing the cons when they come back, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, yeah, and then we're having a good time. You know, we did play testing with it, and we had lots of you know play testers participate in that um we were testing it a lot with our friends and you know people that we knew and so we decided that uh 
you know, we should, let's do a podcast. That'd be a lot of fun. Like, and, and on the podcast itself, there are lots of times because the game isn't in its final version yet. Um, it will be as of June 1st, um, <laughs> that, um, you know, we, we, we find that, you know, a rule that we've got just doesn't work. And so, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, something that happens in issue three or four or five may get changed in issue 20 because it's just, mm-hmm. you know, this, this mechanic isn't quite working, but we don't know that until you until get into you're it. Playing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, like even if we don't record it and we're just playing someday, I hope to be able to play this game with you because it sounds super fun. I Absolutely. I want so bad. Oh man. <laughs> well, and it's, and it's cool because the way we tried to put it together was, you know, everybody's got their favorite, right? Like, I mean, I love Captain America, but somebody else might be a huge Batman fan or maybe a Thor fan or whatever. You can, there's over a hundred powers in the game and there's all sorts of different customizable ways of doing it. So you can play whatever type of hero you want to play from, you know, gritty daredevil street level heroes all the way up to your godly, you know, Thor or yeah. Superman or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, it's I'm a lot so of excited. It's really clear. You guys have thought about like a lot <laughs> when making this game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, audience, check them out legends a superhero story or um you do the hashtag legends cast right yep yep that's it all right Alrighty, audience i want to say thank you to the jazz june for the use of the song viva la speed metal off of the album the medicine they are a great rock and roll band uh they've gotten me through some hard times i know i say it every week but i genuinely mean they've gotten me through hard times so please check out the jazz june support them they deserve it. I also want to say thank you to the Fat Rat for the use of the song Unity. He just passed like 200,000 downloads or some crazy nonsense. Fantastic song. Definitely check him out. We use that to bring us in and out of the ad zone and finish every episode. If you want to get a hold of me, email me discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little PP in there. It's important. On Twitter, I'm at the Disdump, Instagram, Disdump Podcast, and Facebook. You know, the whole, the whole gist. You get it. You know what you're going to do just find us so what would you like to recommend to the audience jen um i'd love to re- I, I think i'm gonna take a page from your book there and say be kind to each other and um listen to a podcast Hell yeah. i love this whole this whole community that's out there and i think that we need to find ways you know everybody in general it's such a shitty time or has been such a shitty time over this past year and there's such the craziness going on. I know in, in you know in Canadian politics where I am, certainly U.S. politics where you are. <laughs> and, statement. Yet, <laughs> <laughs> and yet, this this community that that you know we've we've become a part of is so cool and so inclusive. I mean, just think about it. So you're in Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. I'm in Vancouver. We probably never ever would have talked exactly before, right and this is so cool like i i've had such a great time over the past hour uh, a couple of weeks ago we were talking with uh, trevor from difficulty class and he's in san diego and we're in vancouver and it's just you know when you go to a comic-con and it, my, my son and i uh the emerald city comic-con a couple of years ago um walking around and some people are dressed up some people aren't but i've never been in such a, an environment of acceptance and inclusiveness and i think that's what we need and so mm-hmm. I just, I recommend people try something new, check things out and, you know, don't be quick to judge. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's a lesson I'm taking. I'm learning a lot lately, especially like I'm friends with all these nerds and everyone's like anime, anime, anime. And I'm like, I don't fucking like 
anime. <laughs> and even though I'm like, I, I don't love it still, I'm learning how to appreciate it because I'm being open-minded and I'm learning and mostly I'm being nice to people. So audience, that is excellent advice. Uh, imparted wisdom upon you all. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, so that's it for us, and this is a very special gentleman. I wanted to remind you that's oh. who you <laughs> um, Until next week, audience, toodles. I'm in the dark among the stars. The god is dead. had a dream almost like a premonition I think there's an attack coming my lord this one will fall I need warriors I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves how do you know your team's strong enough if you can't bring down the charging bull and don't wave the red cape at it, you were sent here for a reason. And even if it takes you the rest of your life, find out what that reason is. said the age of heroes will never come again. Welcome back to the Disc Dump Podcast, the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide if we're going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it. Uh, this is going to be a weird part two of the last part of the episode you listened to where we talked about Batman versus Superman because the Snyder Cut came out a week before I thought it was gonna. So today I am joined by my friend Jackson White. How you doing? Doing well, Miles. How are you? I am great, with the exception of watching a very, very, very long movie. <laughs> oh, it was so long. I hope this doesn't become a new standard. I mean, yeah, the, the four-hour standard would be not so great, but I do like that they flesh things out. Okay, so one to five, what do you give this one? Um, three, maybe 3.5 out of five. Okay. And That's I give the original maybe just a three or two out of five it it's better than the original for sure but like mm -hmm. not by much yeah the the original was good but it in my opinion it was good but it was rushed like they didn't mm -hmm. give any characters a chance to really flesh out and grow it was just like this is batman batman does this the end like but yeah. this one it was like batman and alfred have a discussion about how there won't be any more future waynes and stuff so yeah. i, I liked it yeah, I, I really did appreciate it. Like, the first thing that hit me was like, oh, shit, they, they cared about Cyborg this time around. 
right? Like, he actually gets, like, a lot of meaningful, like, build up to his character and, like, meaningful payoffs and things like that. And, like, his, his, his character arc seemed to be the most improved throughout this entire movie. The Flash also got a lot more, but I don't, I didn't, I'm not sure how I felt about the Flash scenes. But yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. What, did you end up rewatching the uh, theatrical cut before this? I meant to, um, but then I hopped on HBO Max and saw that they took that one down and only have the Snyder cut up. Really? That's wild. Yeah, unless I'm unable to find it, like, the only way to watch the Justice League is the big version. (laughs) I I have it on Blu-ray, so I guess we could decide if we're going to keep it or dump it, but I don't think I'm going to since maybe that version's going to be extinct now that Snyder's cut's out. Yeah, that that was one of my big questions for you is, like, do you think this replace, like, is this the new Justice League that people will watch when they go back through and do the DC Universe binge? Uh, I mean, I should hope so, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if it's going to be gone forever, but if they sell the Snyder cut on Blu-ray, I will definitely buy it. Cause I thoroughly, I would give it a 4.75 myself. Like I thought oh, wow, it was okay. really, really good because yeah, like uh, there are some wonky parts to it. There's a couple mm-hmm. of tiny plot holes and stuff still, but it's a lot better than the original. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, it is. I, it has been. Wait, did you rewatch the original? No. Okay. How long has it been since you've seen that one? Um, I own it, but I don't think I've ever put the Blu-ray in. So when it was in <laughs> theaters. <laughs> okay. Jeez. It sounds like you already need to dump this disc. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I don't remember much from the original either. Like, I don't think the Snyder cut, um, like it doesn't change the outcome of the movie or anything. Uh, it just really fleshes it all out a lot better. Yeah, and they cut out a lot of the comedy stuff that had Joss Whedon's name written all over it. Yeah, where they were just trying to copy Marvel comedy stuff. Yeah, like when Aquaman sits on the lasso of truth and spills his guts and tells everyone he loves him, and it's like super forced and awkward. Got rid yeah. of that shit right None out of that. The t- yeah, the whole like uh, the Flash accidentally landing on Wonder Woman's chest and like having to yeah. hide his boner or whatever like okay <laughs> yeah this the i don't have a whole lot of bad things to say about it because i don't no. i don't love long movies at all it really felt like a chore to get through it but at the same time it was glorious the last i don't know 25 to 30 minutes could definitely have not been in the movie though yeah i uh i rewatched the last hour right before we got on here and um so like the final battle looked we'll get into the the battle and cgi (laughs) and things like that um but no the last hour was amazing i mean like the whole that they they lose first time around and then flash has to literally do like a quick time hop to fix everything around like that is such a cool little like comic booky piece of storytelling that like i'm really glad they threw it in there and it just shows that they like gave a bit more of a shit about it yeah and like steppenwolf was way more compelling as a bad guy than he was in the first one yeah um so the the cgi they did on steppenwolf like i i don't remember all the differences between his armor and stuff but uh, this is gonna sound really weird but did steppenwolf come steppenwolf come off as like kind of cute to you at all what did you just say like his eyes i don't know what it is his eyes are like proportionately larger to his face than they should be 
and there's some moments where he's like looking up at a uh, Desaad or uh, talking about Dark Side, and he's got like this this glimmer to his eyes, and I just can't help but be like, <laughs> oh, like, a Steppenwolf just trying to like please Daddy Dark Side, like he's doing his best out here, man. He's just trying to. <laughs> He's got like those anime like sweat drops that take up three quarters of his yeah, head. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it was very like, why am I getting cutesy vibes from this dude? Like, I don't know. I did not get any cutesy All right, vibes. That's from just him. me. <laughs> it's just you. Um, do you know who played Steppenwolf? No, I don't. That's wild because nobody does. So I looked it up, and it's the guy who played Mance Raider in Game of Thrones. Oh shit! Yo, no, yeah. now that you mention it, I can definitely see that. But, yeah, uh, I, have I no would not have idea. guessed it at all. No, like um, we all know, Josh Brolin was fucking Thanos, but nobody mm-hmm. knew or cared. Like I forgot Steppenwolf's name until I watched the movie. Like, yeah, same. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. <laughs> he was super forgettable the first time around, but he's still pretty forgettable this time around. But yeah, he was uh, better. He was better. I, yeah, they actually. I, I wouldn't say they gave him like a full on good villainous backstory that justified all of this stuff but like they fleshed it out enough that it's like he you know he has his own reasonings and stuff and there's like there's just enough that you can empathize with like maybe how he's feeling during the fight like he's not just fighting for the sake of ooh bad guy being bad like right he's he's got a daddy to please back at home yeah he uh it's at the same time though like we really understood everything about Thanos. Like in a very yeah. short amount of time, we learned everything you need to know about Thanos, why, what his motivations are and stuff. And it took a really long time to get anything like that at all about Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. And what I don't understand you, we both watched this at like basically the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So the Steppenwolf betrayed dark side, right? Yeah. But I figure he was the dude with the ax that like, broke his collarbone like landed it right in him but then they don't tell us how steppenwolf became steppenwolf if he was like a regular dude before that wait are you referring to that uh flashback sequence where it's like when the amazonians teamed up and they're like it shows the one green lantern which is kind of cool yeah um okay that guy with the axe i'm trying mm-hmm. to think of I don't think that's him. I thought that was just one of the humans or because, um, I, yeah, when they when they threw up that splash of like you saw uh one dude with like a bow who had glowing arms and a chick also had glowing arms. And like for me, my first thought when I saw is that who you're talking about? Yeah. The glowing arms people. My first thought when I saw them was that's Hawk Man and Hawk Girl. Oh, that might be. I don't. They didn't explain it. So how are we supposed to know? Yeah. I so I I, I had to rewind it because I noticed I missed some audio, and they do refer to that character as Zeus at some point, which I found mm-hmm. a little underwhelming. Like they could have done way more with that character. Yeah. Like my only like I know of Zeus in the Marvel universe pretty well, but in the DC one, the only thing I know him from is one of the Batman comics where he's just like a crazy guy who likes electricity and Batman has to kick him in the head or something. So like <laughs> the fact that he was out there throwing lightning bolts, I'm like, pretty sure that's a different guy. Yeah, that's what I, <laughs> everything pointed to it being a different guy until I heard them say Zeus. And I think that was just to try and flesh out diet, like Wonder Woman's backstory about how she's like half Amazonian, half God. Like mm. That might be where that came from. But back to your original point about Steppenwolf's betrayal, I don't think we get any sort of fleshing out of that. Hmm. 
Yeah, it yeah. was just finger wag. You betrayed us, but that's yeah. all we get. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I made like a little T chart. I have good on one side, bad on the other, and I tried to like match up. Like this is a good side about it, but this is the bad side. So the first thing I have yeah. is fleshed out, but on the bad side, it's long, very so, long. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure everyone's like it was so long. But what do you do? You think it was like unnecessarily long, or did you like that everything was more fleshed out? I. I appreciate that everything was more fleshed out and especially because it didn't get a like theatrical release. It's not in theaters anywhere. Like you don't have to sit and watch the four hours in one go. You can do it in multiple sittings and Zack Snyder even marks them off into like part. What, what there's like eight parts to this or something. Yeah. Like it that we, my girlfriend and I watched it and uh, there's a whole funny story about that but she uh we basically would watch an hour and 20 minutes and then take a break for an hour and then come back so it took us all fucking day but at the yeah. same time it wasn't like we weren't crying trying to get away from it or anything so it's definitely not designed for a one sitting situation no um let me ask you this though um how do you feel about if um when they did uh the Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, what if that came out as one four-hour movie? Because I think there's a lot of parallels between that potential movie and the Snyder Cut to be made. Yeah, I'm kind of worried that they're going to make the Endgame Snyder Cut, essentially the Joss Whedon Cut or the Russo Brothers Cut, and it'll be like 18 hours long. You, we you don't know they're talking that about that, right? I'm sure there's they already are. talks about a six-hour Endgame cut from the Russo Brothers. <laughs> gross like i'm not the biggest fan of endgame like i like the end is fucking awesome Mm -hmm. but man is that movie fucking slow so like infinity war is my favorite superhero movie just period in general but this one might have made it into my top five it's it's really good like there is so much i want to say negatively about this movie but i have to like make sure i get ahead of myself and say like this is actually one of the best dc movie like live action movies i've ever seen for sure so um, lay into something bad what do you, you was it the cgi that you had holy a problem shit with? man the cgi is so bad oh my god i Sometimes. was yeah dude oh my god no that final fight scene with step like the final fight scene with steppenwolf there's a specific shot where um wonder woman jumps over him and is like looking down at steppenwolf and it's like this crazy slow-mo shot or whatever but yo, the CGI is so fucking bad. You can literally see where they stop using Gal Gadot's face and just use some like CGI render and it's got no expression is staring straight at the camera. And it just like, like you can almost see the keyframing rotation of it. It's hilariously bad. And like, I didn't even notice that. I did notice though, when they're like driving around in the city and the Batmobiles knocking down buildings and shit, one tower started to fall down and then it became real windows 98 for a little bit (laughs) (laughs) it was like breaking off in perfect sections and came down but he didn't have any like money to finish making these scenes so i I was trying to like take that as a grain of salt like okay well he's broke right now i'm sure we'll get a remaster at some point plus that on top of um covid restrictions and stuff like, like any reshoots they had to do for this film were like really fucking difficult to do in the first place and then all the cgi stuff had to be do like done at home or whatever process they have for cgi now um Mm -hmm. uh, i'm trying to think of other glaring so the uh what what did you think of the aspect ratio what do you mean like the the colors to darks 
No, the um, like it's not in a cinematic widescreen. Like it's classic. Is it like with not sixteen by nine, like four by three? Yeah, like the the square screen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I actually was like, why the fuck did they do this? Like, I feel like they're ready for people to watch this on their phones. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it, I'm, it, I'm convinced it was um to help save budget on a uh, CGI during a lot of the fight scenes. You'll see someone like come in, do their flashy move, and then just get the fuck out of frame. Like, we cannot yeah. afford to keep animating Aquaman like that. I just watched the the Batman versus Superman Snyder cut. Essentially, it's like three and a half hours long. Yeah. And like two days before this one came out, because I thought I'd have a week in between and I didn't. It was so dumb. But anyway, that one is also like filmed that way in the weird square frame. Yeah. I don't know why that. he did it that way, but I don't well, recommend going back and watching that. Like that. All right. You know, I went and saw uh, what Hateful Eight and Quentin Tarantino filmed that in like a special aspect ratio as well. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that movie, they made that into an eight hour movie, too. Like, what's up with 2020 and 2021 being like this? Well, I think there's something to be said for, um, like. Bridging the gap between, uh, like TV shows and movies, Mm because TV shows have like a total runtime of like fucking dozens to 20 hours or so. Um, Mm -hmm. And it allows for so much more fleshing out. So, like, I get why movies are starting to fall behind as far as, like, getting meaningful character development. Like, I don't think they could ever make a Daredevil movie as good as, like, the first or third season of Daredevil. Dude, for real. I hope they bring Charlie Cox back. He was so fucking good. Yeah, whenever you're ready to cover those seasons, let me know. (laughs) Okay. I fucking love them so much. Yeah, man, I've... Daredevil was so good. I wasn't real wild about any of the other ones, but Daredevil was so good. Punisher was pretty good, too. Yeah. But, like, I don't give a shit about Jessica Jones or not. The first season, uh, I will stand and fight for, but um, back to Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> anyway, Zack Snyder's yeah. Justice League. So the next thing I have is um, beautiful, but the same, the wonky CGI. And then mm-hmm. after that, I have better acting. And then on the bad side, I have removed comedy. How did you feel about the silly moments going away? Um, I was fine with it. I think it it like Zack Snyder committed to a gritty DC universe and like the Joss Whedon sense of humor did not mesh well. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, though, it does feel like they're really leaning on the Flash to be that uh, comedy relief character now. Um, I don't think his character suffers for it that much, but it did kind of feel like there were some moments where it's like, hey, uh. Now's not the time to be joking around, guys. But, you know, it, yeah. it, at the end of the day, these are movies for kids. I don't know about this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, the way they do Steppenwolf, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> fucking evil Superman at the end and shit. But, yeah, the the Flash, like, the scene where he's petting puppies and stuff, that was a little, like, I don't know. There were some funny moments to that moment. But it overall, I was like, I don't think I care about the Flash trying to get a job. Like, I he could just have a job in the flash movie that's coming out. He doesn't need to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like they could have, yeah, that's another one. Like if they were going to add another 30 minutes of runtime to this movie, I would really like to see him flesh out the flash more. Mm-hmm. But, um, the, where this movie kind of leaves the, uh, DC universe standing, I think, uh, they're going to be doubling down on making a flashpoint movie. And I oh, think yeah. that's when we will get, you know, Barry Allen really fleshed out. Yeah, like, not to jump the gun too much here, but now that we're on this subject, 
they're saying they're having trouble producing that one, I guess, because of COVID, but also like they're having other production issues. So like they're like, we don't know if the Flash movie is going to happen, but they greenlit Wonder Woman three in the day they released Wonder Woman two. So like the fact that this has way better reviews and is a thousand percent a better movie and they're like, we won't renew this is fucking absurd to me that they would leave all that cash on the table, you know? Well, I don't I don't think they are. And um, one of the things like this movie has changed the way uh, like fans and studios communicate with each other, because as far as I know, this is the first time the fans got loud and annoying enough that we actually got what we wanted, quote unquote. Right. (laughs) So um, like I wouldn't be surprised if like now going forward, um, they're a bit more hesitant on green landing projects until they see, you know, a Twitter hashtag get trending for continue the Snyder cut. Right. Keep cutting. (laughs) Keep keep cutting. Yeah, that's fantastic. (laughs) So like, yeah, I don't I'm just like, I don't understand execs like the people that work at Fox just keep on renewing Family Guy. Sure. Why not? But then they're going to cancel Futurama and like other shit like that just happens to be fresh on my brain because I did. But like they just cancel shit like crazy and then they just decide not to ever cancel some things. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the execs at Warner are like, well, we see all this huge sum of money that we just got from everyone buying our service for a month to watch this but no nobody wants to see it like shut the fuck up everyone yeah. wants to see it i'm i love bat batfleck how do you feel about batfleck <laughs> he he's grown on me it's um at first i was um not not straight up opposed to it but i just didn't understand the um kind of batman he was going for mm-hmm. and um I think I kind of touched on this briefly uh, the last time we spoke, but like, like in my mind, there's a very clear separation between the Justice League Batman and the Batman out of Gotham. And Mm -hmm. Batfleck is the Justice League Batman. He's operating on a way larger scale than like the Christian Bale one ever was. Right. Yeah. He's trying to save the world, not just reduce crime in Gotham. Yeah. I think you we already talked about all this. I need to get you on a not superhero episode sometimes <laughs> we have more to talk about. Um but yeah, I fucking love Batfleck. Uh, I don't love Henry Cavill all that much, but I just don't love him in I general. I don't think you can I I cannot think of anyone who could play Superman in a meaningful way. Right? I don't, I just don't think Superman's a meaningful character. He's just like their nuke that they bring out at the yeah, end of every that's fight. That's kind of the arguments we made, which uh, I'd like I don't know why they introduced Martian Manhunter now either. Like he's they just another powerhouse. Shit. It's I love Martian Manhunter. Please, I do too. Me. But like, <laughs> I don't know why he's in this. He's only in like two scenes, and it's it's really just to tease more justice. That's what this really felt like to me. Was it was like the same stuff as the first Justice League movie, but there was way more time to tease other things coming and like get your mind racing about what other movies they could be coming out with. Yeah. And he's like the actor who plays him in Batman versus Superman. He's like a Senator that works with Lois Lane to like give her leads and shit. Yo, you just blew my mind. Holy shit. He is in Batman Superman. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen that one, but I, Oh yeah. He's just keeps pushing Lois Lane in the direction that he wants her to go to like where she needs to be. So he's been pulling the strings for a little while, which I don't, I feel like that's not what Martian Manhunter did in the comics, but I kind of like this better anyway. So yeah, I like it too. Yeah. 
like I, I I appreciate that they're giving this movie another shot because it had potential. Like the DC universe as a whole, like the fact that there's that one random scene, I think it's in Batman v Superman, where the Flash comes back to Batman and is like, it's Lois, it's mm-hmm. not about Lois, or whatever. Like, right. I don't like that it's going to all be about Lois Lane, because like, same as Superman, I just don't really value her character. But um, like, that's sweet. I That's so comic booky, and I love that they like teased it there. They fleshed out the Flash's ability to time travel in this movie, and like, I get the impression there is going to be a meaningful payoff to that. Now, do you think that's Ezra Miller at the end of the movie, just like they CGI'd him to look older? Or do you think that's like reverse Flash or something? No, I think it's him. Okay. I, I do think it's him. like, because like I said, I just um watched the last hour of it or so, and it just kind of looked like him with some facial hair and a really cool helmet. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think that they're going to be... I don't see how they could try and introduce another speedster quite yet. Though, if they're doing Flashpoint, they might have to. Yeah, for sure. That'll be a race through time. But yeah, yeah. the so, oh man, the end scene is something else. Like, I love that they're going the Injustice route. Did you ever play those games? No, but I've watched like eight hour YouTube videos where they explain the entire <laughs> plot and the comic books tying in. So I know what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm so happy that we're like... I don't know. Just the fact that someone was ballsy enough to be like, we're not going regular ass Batman again. Mm -hmm. Like we've gotten that so many times. Let's do something completely different. And Snyder had the balls to do it. And the making Superman a bad guy, he knew he was gonna in Batman versus Superman. He was like foreshadowing it. And this is murdery Batman though. Like Batman murders so many people oh between these two movies. <laughs> and it makes it that much funnier when the Joker's like, oh, but you never kill. And I was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> they probably filmed that scene first. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Jared Leto's Joker did not get any redemption in my eyes. I'm going to say that. Yeah, he... It... He just... He Jared Leto'd so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's... Like, they took away the damaged face tat, but, like, he's got this weird southern accent, and, like, his laugh sounds so parched, like, it made me thirsty to hear. uh... And this movie came after Suicide Squad, right? I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. So, like, the fact that he changed his laugh is a little goofy. Mm -hmm. Like, double down on it. Like, I didn't like his laugh in the first one, but... Maybe he's just trying to work something else out. And he had face paint on. It's like in a post-apocalyptic world, you're taking the time to put on face paint. Like, I don't know. The whole, the whole thing was a little goofy, but yeah. Uh, Mara, the, the Amber Heard's character that had maybe three lines in the original cut was way more important in this one, but her accent changed. She's British now. It, and again, like <laughs> it, it just raises so many production questions. Like were these scenes that they shot before the filming of Aquaman or did they come back through and do this? And then like the whole color palette between those two movies is wildly different, but it would have been like her hair doesn't even look red in this. Her hair doesn't it's, look real. No, <laughs> it's just a it's, cartoon on her head. Yeah. <laughs> but the oh, scene gosh. where she like sucks the, the blood out of Steppenwolf's face. That was that badass. Was awesome. That was so badass. I'm like, yes, that is exactly what her powers are for. 
Yeah, that was uh, fucking. But you want to talk dope. about weird hair coming out of people's head? Um, how did you like? I, I think he was been other like William Defoe's fucking Atlantean oh character. God, I totally <laughs> forgot he was in Aquaman, and when he, his name popped up, I was like, William Defoe's in this? Is he gonna be old Joker? Nope. No, <laughs> like, it's just some just... scraggly scallywag. <laughs> it's like just the worst fucking. The like worst wig. <laughs> I think that character is made worse for casting William Defoe as it. Like, if it had just been a throwaway role, no problem. <laughs> so, speaking of throwaway rules, roles that were problems, uh, there's so much more Commissioner Gordon in this movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was even in this movie, yeah. I don't know if he made it into the original cut. Like, I think he did just for, like, the scene where he turned on the light and, like, the Flash was like, oh, that was really rude that they left, and then he ran away. Yeah. But other than that, I think that was the only time you got to see J.K. Simmons in there. And like I saw so many pictures over the last couple of years of J.K. Simmons getting fucking ripped to play Commissioner Gordon. And then he was in one scene in the original. Yeah. It's not like he has a whole lot more in this time, but it's still like. There's he works. some more. <laughs> yeah. And he's a, he would make for a good commissioner, too. Like I my biggest problem with all of these DC Universe movies is that I like. I just wish each of the characters got their own movie to flesh them out beforehand. Like, God, I would just love to see like Ben Affleck and that Commissioner Gordon like working working together just in Gotham. And like, you don't see much of Gotham in this movie, but the way they shoot it is really cool. It gives off a lot of that like Tim Burton gothic, always foggy vibes. Like, mm-hmm. it's... yeah, they they're saying that there's still going to be a a Batman movie. I think it's called The Batman. That's or yeah, there's one that's uh, Pattinson's going to be Batman, mm-hmm. but they're saying there's going to be a bat, a Ben Affleck one where he's fighting Deathstroke and it's just going to be a Batman with Ben Affleck movie. OK, yeah, they did tease that at the end. And that was um one of the things I wrote down is like all the potential spinoff movies that this teases. And the one with the biggest underlines is Batman versus Deathstroke because yeah. fuck me up. Yeah, that it's going to be so, be so good. good. Oh, it's going to be so good. <laughs> Anytime they've like cross paths like that in the comics it's been just like ridiculous day-long standoffs so like mm-hmm. this has some real potential i'm so excited but be careful what you wish for when it comes to everybody getting their own movies though like you might end up with wonder woman 84 or whatever or aquaman i can't finish aquaman i tried so hard i've tried it three times and i'm just like this movie is so bad i don't, I don't blame you. i haven't brought myself to even try to watch you know a, as hypocritical as that sounds, having just, you know, asked for an Aquaman movie, but no, I won't watch the one they gave me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Like the action in the beginning is cool, but I don't like that. They haven't improved what underwater scenes look like since the seventies in movie production. Just put a blue screen on and have everybody like just wiggle. wobbling around. Like there's <laughs> gotta be a better fucking way. I mean, it, it's one of the, big hurdles that DC faces, I think, as a production company, because like their ideas are a bit more kooky and leans into a bit more of the comic booky stuff. Like, I don't think you could do a live action movie that takes place in Atlantis comic book or not, because like having an entire movie shot underwater is going to look goofy as fuck. And like, yeah, yeah, and like there there are definitely parts of the movie that aren't underwater, but the the vast majority of it, they're riding cartoon sharks and shit. And it's like, who wanted this movie? I don't know anyone who was like, boy, that sure was a great film. <laughs> but, so, I mean, I like that. I like that Marvel did it right. 
But at the same time, Marvel kind of messed up, in my opinion, when they like backed off and started doing like, oh, now we're going to do Captain Marvel. And it's like, but we were just watching Infinity War and it was amazing. And there was this huge compilation of all these characters. Now we're going back to just one. Like that didn't do it for me. Do you mean in reference to like each of the characters getting their own standalone flick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But it does it does create for a better sense of like uh, accumulation, I guess. Mm Like, yeah, they they just should have instead of trying to play catch up, they should have done their own shit. And like, I don't know, I just I really I, wanted to like Batman versus Superman. I really wanted to like that movie. But that and, movie needs build up. You can't hit the ground exactly. running with that. You know, like the reason yeah. Frank Miller's Batman returns or whatever, like the comic book that that's based off of works so well is because like all the comic book readers had that like huge what i'm looking for here just like history of knowledge about comic books and stuff and um i think that's something that they really um are trying to lean into for the dc movie like they expect people to know who superman is right they don't need to flesh that out like we've seen the waynes die how many times on screen like yeah thank god that wasn't a huge long scene in this oh my god like they even did it in the joker movie it's like come on we know um so let's see here what other better acting uh dark side was cool but there's a hole because it's like how do we know who betrayed who like i don't understand okay there's that and then there's also like so dark side the evil counterpart to the old gods visits earth five thousand years ago and tries to take it over he finds the anti-life equation and then they lose and they leave the mother boxes behind, and then they forget where Earth is, and like, and then just like, like besides the like absurdity of that, sure, let's just say that like Darkseid doesn't know about maps or whatever. Like for, <laughs> for me, there's this huge pothole, and like, like shouldn't this have like clicked for them when they got to Earth and were like, oh wait, yo, there's mother boxes here. Like, how the fuck did mother boxes get here? Like the way they talk, like the way Steppenwolf talks about hunting them down and stuff, it like almost creates this feeling like does every planet have three mother boxes that when combined will just vaporize it or something like it. Just whatever's keeping him away is what is completely not explained. And I wonder if like if we get a Green Lantern movie, if maybe that'll explain like the lanterns pushing them out or something you know but i don't I think that could do a whole lot to help flesh out the universe yeah uh i just watched a video of Zack snyder talking about how like he can cast whoever he wants as batman or superman people are going to be like we know who batman and superman are like his yeah. dad would know who batman is but his dad's not going to know who green lantern is so he needs to put like a huge name in it so he's considering casting ryan reynolds again if, again if he gets the rights to it he's like maybe we just do it again <laughs> oh god see that's one of those like that's like a meme publicity stunt like i don't mm-hmm. think ryan reynolds would make for a good hal jordan no like, he just was posting on twitter that he was like watching it and while he was watching it live he was tweeting his reactions <laughs> to the movie because he had never <laughs> seen green lantern before oh, oh my god shit, that's funny, funny. yeah <laughs> um yeah so uh, I don't really have anything else in my notes. Do you? Uh, another dumb little continuity error that I noticed um, specifically in the last hour, because I just noticed this. So like 
after they do that super badass final hit to Steppenwolf, where what, like Superman fucking punches this shit out of, or uh, no, a. Uh, Aquaman fucking stabs him through the back. Like, it suddenly gets real gory. Stabs him through the back. <laughs> Superman fucking punches him off the spike. And then Wonder Woman just, like, cuts his head off right before he goes through the portal. Like, super badass. But, awesome. um, yeah. And then there's this shot of, like, Darkseid staring through the portal at the Justice League. And the entire Justice League, Batman included, is staring back at him. Then it cuts to the scene where Darkseid is talking about, like, oh, we found the anti-life. Anti-life, like ready the fucking forces or whatever, we'll go take it the old way, and then it cuts back to Earth or whatever, and Superman is helping Batman crawl up out of the tower or something, and it, like, either yeah. it's a con a huge continuity error of just, like, why are they up there now, or it's, like, Batman didn't quite make it to the top and just needed a hand from his buddy Superman. Like, that, both options just feel wonky as hell. They had, like, an adversarial relationship in this movie, too, though, especially since Batman stomped on Superman's face, like, a bunch <laughs> in the movie before. So, yeah. like, I think it was just Zack Snyder's way of being like, and they're friends now. And they're best <laughs> friends. I, God, I would I'd love to get a Batman-Superman movie where they're actually, like, buddy-buddy cop shit, because that, that's great in the comics. Um, Didn't the original one end with the Flash and Superman trying to race each other and we just never find out who won? Yeah, yeah, I, I think it actually right does. That, so I guess their interactions are also really funny. Like uh, when they first bring Superman back, this was in the original cut. And this was probably my favorite thing in the entire fucking Justice League, both versions. When Barry Allen tries to do like anything against Superman and like you're perceiving time super slow, like Barry Allen does. And then like Superman's eye just flicks to the side and Barry Allen shits his pants. He's like, oh, <laughs> God, he can see me. <laughs> yeah, that was that's one of the best things. Like any movie that has a speedster and then they have like a little moment where they follow them in slow motion. I love that shit. It's like so, all the X-Men so movies. Oh, it's yeah. So oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um so the the only other thing i have written down here is um what what i think the next like next movies coming out of this are um i think we're gonna get a final crisis movie i don't mm -hmm. i don't know if you've read final crisis no it's effectively there's a lot more comic booky wild bullshit that goes on but it's dark side straight up like taking over earth in a lot mm -hmm. of ways and um so I, I think like that's what we're I think we're going to get that happening before the flashpoint reset everything. Um, mm -hmm. And like, so that's just what I'm sort of equating those like, uh, I guess they're flash forwards or yeah. visions that Batman's getting or whatever. Like to me that like, like you were referring to it as like an injustice parallel universe. And like, yeah, like it, like injustice mixed with final crisis. I get a lot of that vibes from it. And. For the first time ever, I actually find myself being excited for what Zack Snyder does with the DC movies next. Like, what? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, uh, fuck the people at HBO like or Time Warner. Like, we're going to get more <laughs> Zack Snyder shit. Like, it's yeah. the only thing that makes sense, especially if we all hashtag stomp your feet or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so, but do you know why uh, Superman turns evil in Injustice? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah the fucking... so for the audience. So what happens is the Joker hits Superman with something that makes him see all people as the Joker that are like antagonizing him. So Superman just starts massacring people and then Lois Lane tries to stop him, but she looks like the Joker too. And he fucking burns her to death with his laser vision. And that's enough to make anybody go crazy. Yeah. I would imagine. I think it's, 
the sorry, the comic book nerd in me has to provide some little corrections. I hope this isn't obnoxious or anything. I'm pretty sure it's a uh, it, it's the Joker using Scarecrow's fear toxin that's on right. Superman, and Superman thinks Lois Lane is Dark Side, and that's why he rushes her into oh. space because it's like I got to get this guy the fuck out of here, and he only realizes that it's Lois Lane, a pregnant Lois Lane, when he hears two heartbeats stop when he's in space. Oh, shit. And yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. That comic it's, is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it sounds crazy, because, like, the, the video game, that was how they had it, was he just lasered her to death. And then in, oh, like, okay. the, the flash forwards is, like, him holding her body all cooked up. So that's what makes me think Ooh. that Superman fries her. Okay, that happens differently in the comic books. and that, that Whatever. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah. yeah, I think and they're probably going to wind up doing something like that because they keep teasing Lois Lane, like being the only thing holding Superman back and that she has suffered some horrible fate. So every movie that that actress is in, oh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, Amy something. Amy Adams. Yes. yes. Every movie that Amy Adams is in 100 percent of these movies, there is going to be a scene where she's laying in bed longing <laughs> for something. <laughs> I've seen her in like five movies in a row and everyone she's sad and in a bed at some point. It's like this movie was not an exception. I like to imagine her manager is just pitching her acting skills as like this girl can look so lonely and distraught. Like you've never seen anyone miss someone like my Amy. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Like there's a movie called Nocturnal Creatures. that's really good. Or Nocturnal Animals. And 90% of that movie, she's just mopey and in a bed. <laughs> anyway, so um, I, I do own this movie. I don't think I ever even opened it. The original theatrical cut. And I think there's actually like an extended edition of that, too, that yeah. is in, on those discs that I didn't watch. Do you think that I should dump it since we got the Snyder cut and that's not going anywhere? I think for... Uh... I would keep it, but I wouldn't watch it. I think it's going to become a collector's item. Basically, yeah, I think the... it's an investment. 20 years down the line, you might be able to resell your original Justice League Deluxe Edition for like $20 more than you bought it for. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still in the cellophane and everything. It has that stupid box that they put around oh, them shit. for no reason and shit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I should just put it in a vault. But the we decided earlier in this episode, since this is like a two-parter, um when i was talking with chad he said i asked him like should i get rid of batman versus superman he goes it depends on what your coaster situation's like at your house <laughs> oh my god that fucking killed me so yeah That's i'm like <laughs> i'm wondering like i probably should just save this one because who knows what it'll be worth someday but yeah especially anyway. if they do wind up coming out with a physical version of the snyder cut oh man if there's like some crazy box set oh, oh that's the real god. question would you buy the snyder cut if it came out on disc uh, depends on when I see it and how much money I have in my pocket. <laughs> if I'm feeling frivolous, hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, I we definitely have to do a not Batman episode sometime. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything you want to plug for the audience? Um, yeah, I, I will plug uh, is my YouTube channel and Facebook group. Page? I don't even know what those are referred to anymore. Um, and Instagram, while supplies last, I uh, spend a lot of time filming myself in front of green screens and putting myself in wacky little uh, interdimensional TV scenarios or what have you. Um, I'm currently working on a video I'm really excited to get out and show people. It's like a little trailer for a 
I'll just call it like a cop drama. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm real excited for it too. It feels like a nice step up in my production quality. Awesome, you're like a low budget Wandavision, just making your own story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'll well, um, yeah, I'll just put in my reads at the end if I feel like it later. Um, do you have anything you want to recommend to the audience? Um. Go read Final Crisis. Actually, no, read Flashpoint instead. Final Crisis is okay, but Flashpoint is so much better. Yeah, I'm. I intend to read both of these. Like, I'm so DC right now. Like, I just recorded an episode about Slipknot coming up in a couple of weeks for the audience. Um, and I have been on a Slipknot frenzy ever since. Oh my time. god, I I forgot you're talking about the the DC character, right? Nope, I'm talking about the actual band Slipknot. Oh, jeez, I thought you were kidding. Okay, well, hey, you know, more power to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's just like, every now and then an episode of this show is going to hit me, and I'm going to be like, yo, I need this back in my life. And I have yeah. a feeling this is putting comic books back in my hands for a little bit. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm looking at my copy of Final Crisis and Flashpoint, so if you ever want to borrow those, just let me know. I can supply you. For sure, bro. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. Alrighty, audience. Until next week, toodles. Bye.